Hi, this is Staff Sergeant Adam Ross, Public Affairs NCOIC for 19th ESC. We have another great episode of the Every Soldier Counts podcast for you. We're going to start with an interview with PFC Ajee Jain, who is a 92 Golf with 541st Field Feeding Company. She's an Army cook, and she has an interesting story to tell. She's from Senegal and joined the Army uh, to show, be a role model for her daughter and to achieve her dream of being a nurse. So we're going to hear from PFC Jain. And then after the break, we're going to talk with the Equal Opportunity Advisor with 19th ESC, Master Sergeant Joyce White. And stay tuned for both of those right here on the Every Soldier Counts podcast. Welcome to the 19th ESC Every Soldier Counts podcast. Wherever you find American troops today, you'll find the men of the Transportation Corps. Enough and on time. That's the story we tell you today. The story of the Army Quartermaster Corps. These youthful servicemen are members of the Army's Military Police Corps. One of the most important forces behind the lines. The Army Ordnance Corps. Welcome back to the 19th ESC Every Soldier Counts podcast. Once again, I am Staff Sergeant Adam Ross, the Public Affairs NCOIC for 19th ESC. And today we have an exciting episode. We are welcoming a, sold, a young soldier in 19th ESC, uh, Private First Class Aji Jain. She's got an interesting story to tell. We're trying to tell the soldier's story, inviting lots of different leaders and different soldiers, different MOSs on the podcast. So, uh Private Jine, welcome to the show. Thank you, Sergeant Ross. And so let's let's start off a little bit um, with 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 your background. So, um, how did you come to join the army? I joined the army to do something new and to serve the United States um, of America for giving me the opportunity to choose what I want to do and what I want to be in life. And also to show a good example for my daughter so that she know that she can be anything she wants in life. And tell me a little bit about that opportunity that was presented to you. So you grew up in Senegal. Yes. C- can you tell us a little bit about uh, what your upbringing was like there? Yeah, I grew up in Senegal. I have high school in Senegal. But over there, you cannot choose what you want to do for your career compared to the United States, where you can choose to be a nurse or to be an engineer or something. Because there, after high school, they choose for you where what area of study you're going to do, which was quite different in the United States. I wanted to be a nurse. And um, also the Army is giving us a good opportunity also t- for study for free and uh, also travel and I love to travel and discover new culture and a new area for another open mind. So it must be exciting for you to be in Korea. Yes. (laughs) And you you mentioned earlier, so you got here about six months ago. So we've been in Charlie for some of that. So are you starting to get to see some of the country now? Not yet, but I'm planning to be. Okay. Great. And so you said you wanted to be a nurse, but right now, uh, can you talk about what your your MOS is and what you do for your job? I'm a 92 Golf, uh, which is a culinary specialist. We cook in the Army. 
I also love to cook. That's my second passion besides nursing. But I'm also going to school for my nursing program to become a nurse in after the army. So you, right now you're working on um, a nursing program uh, through tuition assistance? Yes, I okay. Excellent. Okay. And so you are with 541st Field Feeding Company, heavy hitters, right? right? And so um, we've shared several videos from 541st um, on the 19th ESC Facebook page. And if really, if you've been to any DFAC in Area 4, that's 541st uh, running it. So um, what can you tell me about um, what's what's it like working at a DFAC uh, with, with, the, with the heavy hitters? It's very exciting. It's very nice to work with 541st at the DFAC. Um, and working with the Koreans, they are helping us a lot. And they're showing us new tactic, new, sti- new style of cooking, which is very inst- interesting. Um, I also work at Camp Walker, the kiosk, the grab and go. So we cook here at uh, Camp Henry and then we take it there at Camp Walker. And it's a good experience. I'm learning a lot of stuff. So did you have much experience with Korean food before you came here? No. But <laughs> you, you've learned how to cook some of that? Is that what they've... Yes, Sergeant. So what's what's a favorite Korean dish of yours? Bulgogi, beef bulgogi. Oh, yeah, that's a good yeah. one. <laughs> <laughs> so um, have you had a chance to use some of your native cooking, like Senegalese cooking during your time in the Army? Yes, Sergeant. What, what can you tell me about the, the food um, you like to cook from Senegal? I cooked curry chicken, and everybody loved it when I did it. It's from Senegal, the chicken curry. We also have a peanut butter sauce. I'm planning to try that on, and I hope uh, they're going to like it too. It's a very nice dish, dish from Senegal. You can cook it with um, fish or chicken or beef okay yeah and that sounds good to me peanut butter um and so, so 541st is a is a diverse unit um if you watch the super bowl you on afn you may have seen this commercial this video about diversity that um a, our partners at afn daegu put together is really impressive commercial that really anyone watching the Super Bowl in Korea would have seen, they would have seen uh, PFC Shine. And so uh, how does that, something like that video represent 541st to you? The diversity in 541st means a lot to me because I get to meet a lot of people from different backgrounds, different places, different religion. Um, by the way, I'm a Muslim and I wear hijab. And uh, I never have any problem with my religion. People see you as the person you are and the work you're uh, giving to your job, but they don't see you as um, your religion or your race or anything, which is very nice. And everybody is the same. We are a family. So talk a little bit more about that experience, like because you, m- you might have been maybe the first Muslim a lot of your fellow soldiers have met. Yes, Sergeant. And um, African, too, from West mm-hmm. Africa. So they always want to know more. They're always asking questions, like, what is it like, the life over there? And, and how do you pray and stuff like that? And i always happy to tell them about my lifestyle. And so is Korea your first duty station? 
Yes, doctor. Okay, so um, tell me a little bit about what kind of skills you need to be a successful 92 golf because we there's there's a lot of it's a, such a big responsibility that 19th has running all these defects so um what what does a successful 92 golf look like to you always have hands-on always ask question um be hungry to learn more and um volunteer hmm. don't don't be afraid to bring your style or ask question. And you talked earlier about um, being a role model for your daughter. So um, your daughter is not with you in Korea. Is that right? No, it's not. And so um, how do you, how do you overcome that kind of communication or, or distance barrier as, as a parent? It's a little bit tough sometimes because of the time difference. It's 17 hours we are 17 hours ahead of us, of them, for um, in California because she lives in California. But we always talk on the phone, on WhatsApp, video, yeah. Um, and I miss her a lot, mm-hmm. yeah, because um, it's different if she's like next to you, and then y- you see her grow. You teach her some st- style, some stuff, but. Yeah, we managing. And do you think being a soldier has had an impact on your daughter, seeing her seeing you um, achieve your goals like this? Yes, Sergeant. She's um, very happy. Uh, actually, I, I was there like a few weeks ago to visit them. She was super happy that, uh, <laughs> and she wanted to try on my uniform, and she was even saying that she want to be a, a soldier herself too. <laughs> And so um, as someone who's also, you know, you mentioned your nursing program, you're going to school, what advice would you give to other soldiers who, you know, have, have a, a goal beyond the Army and are, are working toward it like that? What, what advice would you give them? It's possible. It's possible. And, and uh, the resources are here. The help are here. They have uh, the Ed Center, and they're very helpful. If you go there, they're going to tell you where to go, what to do, all the process that you need to do to be successful in life like that's why i love the army because they have a lot of opportunity for you to be successful if you follow your leaders they always tell you this is what you need to do do this do that and then yes there is a lot of opportunity to be successful in life beyond the army and um what if you if you had to convince someone to go have a meal at one of your defects today. What what how how would you sell them on it? What dish would you tell them you do not want to miss at a, at one of the defects you met, you work at? Soul food Thursday. Soul food Thursday. Yes. Okay. <laughs> so what's on the menu for soul food Thursday usually? We usually have ribs, barbecue ribs. They have um, oxtail. They have corn, and. A lot more, and is that's a delicious. that's a Henry and at Carol as well. Sure about that. Okay, well, <laughs> definitely at Henry, definitely Henry, at a Sustainer yes. Grill. Okay, and we um, another thing we've put on the social media recently with Five Forty First is the cooking competitions that uh, Five Forty First is part of. What can you tell me about being involved in those kind of competitions? Uh, we have like the uh, like the DFAC awards you do, and then yes. the, the 
the Kapshi Kapshi Da. Yes. Um, it's very interesting because um, you uh, can show your skill and then uh, see your improvement. And at uh, Thanksgiving this year, w- were you involved in, in the Thanksgiving services? Yes. And so that's kind of like, speaking of the Super Bowl, that's kind of like the 92 Golfs yeah. Super Bowl. So what can you tell me about the preparation that goes into all the decorations and the, the food service for Thanksgiving? It was very nice. I really enjoyed it. And uh, we spent the night decorating the defac and uh, cooking, um, putting a lot of different meal. So that was very nice, very interesting. And the turkey cake we made with our sergeant, uh, it was a good experience. That was at uh, Sustainer Grill on Henry, right? Yes. And so for those who weren't there, it was a... It fooled me because I, I, I was there taking pictures. I walked in. It looked like a turkey, but it was a cake. <laughs> yes, it looked just like a turkey, but they, they, they slice it and it's cake in there. So um, the theme of that at Henry was like um, the 80s or 70s and 80s, or it was like throwback. Yes. It was like, so how does um, – do all the soldiers have in, uh, input into that, what the decorations are going to be like, what the theme's going to be like? Yes, Sergeant. And um, there was a ice sculpture there. And I know I've heard that at your AIT, they actually teach you how to do ice sculptures. Is that right? Or is that, do you know how to do an ice sculpture? Not yet. Okay. So that's something you learn (laughs) later on, right? Okay. You learn during the process. That's why I say it's very interesting to work at the DFAC because you learn, every day you learn something new. You learn something new every day. You learn from the Koreans. You learn from your sergeant. It's very interesting, yeah. And so who at um, 541st do you think is the expert on ice sculptures? Do you have a soldier over there who's the SME on it? No, no, no. Okay, <laughs> I'm just I'm just kind of fascinated by because I've I've yeah. I've seen those and I saw the one at Camp yeah, Henry. Yeah, it looked it looked really good. What do you What else are you looking forward to the rest of this year? Um, do you have any other goals you're trying to achieve while before you leave Korea? If I'm trying to be an NCO before I leave Korea, to be a sergeant E5. And so, what do you what are you doing to achieve that goal? School. And doing a lot of correspondence courses, classes that we take every month. We're trying to do as much as possible after work. Last question. So um, you come from non-traditional background into the Army. What would you tell someone else who's maybe thinking about joining the Army but maybe doesn't think that they you know, are the typical recruit? What would you tell them? I would recommend anybody to join the Army because... Um, it's a lot of opportunities. You learn a lot. Every day is a learning. And um, if you want to uh, graduate for your college, it's the best way to go because they pay for your school. You don't have to repay for student loan or anything like that. And um, you're going to be more open mind because you're going to travel around the world and see other people, meet different... Even if you don't travel um, overseas, you will work with people who, who've been, uh, who are from Senegal, like me, who can teach you 
something from there or people are from Philippines, from China, from South Korea. And then you're going to interact with them and they're going to teach you a lot. And people are very friendly. Okay, well, thank you so much for coming on the Every Soldier Counts podcast, PFC Jine. And um, good luck the rest of your tour. Good luck. I uh, hope you can uh, get promoted to sergeant, like you said. So thanks again to PFC Jine for stopping by the 19th ESC podcast studio and being our guest here on the Every Soldier Counts podcast. Coming up next, we have an interview with Master Sergeant Joyce White, the Equal Opportunity Advisor for 19th ESC. And we're going to talk to her about the Army Equal Opportunity Program. So stay tuned for that right here on the Every Soldier Counts podcast. This is First Lieutenant James Rainey with the 19th ESC Surgeon Cell. Remember to continue following the core tenets. Protect yourself by staying ready and resilient. Have a proper work and life balance. Protect your bubble by minding the meter and mask at the ready. Avoid large groups and crowds. Protect others. Feeling sickly? Leave quickly. Call the USFK COVID hotline if you feel any symptoms. This number is 050-3337-2556. Welcome once again to the 19th ESC Every Soldier Counts podcast. Once again, I am Staff Sergeant Adam Ross, Public Affairs NCOIC for 19th Expeditionary Sustainment Command. I am proud to welcome... Master Sergeant Joyce White, the Equal Opportunity Advisor for 19th ESC. Did I get that right, sir? No, you did not. Okay, I'll let you. I'll let you correct me. What What is your official title? Okay, so the official title as of July of last year is MEO, Military Equal Opportunity. So MEO. Okay. Right. All right. So we have the Command MEO for 19th ESC, and um, great to have you here in the studio here on Camp Henry. Um, so, Master Sergeant White, um, tell me a little bit about what brought you into the Army before you, before you were a MEO. Um, tell me a little about Private White, Specialist White. Okay, so I joined in 98, um, probably like a lot of mid-age personnel. I was 25 when I joined, right? So I got a late start. Um, come from a small town in Mississippi, where the employment rate, we didn't have a lot going on. So I figured, hey, I have to do something. Um, wasn't that eager to continue with college after graduating high school. So I saw this opportunity to join the Army. And if I decide to change my decision to um, partake in college, then, hey, that opportunity will be there. So 22 years later, here I am. Okay, sounds good. And I, I started a little bit later than the, I was 27 okay. when I enlisted. Okay. <laughs> All right, so um, you weren't always an EO, a MEO, though? I keep saying EO. Mm-hmm. What, what was your initial? So by trade, I was a 71 Lima, um, and I converted over to a 42 Alpha, which is human resource. So. Okay. And so uh, tell me a little bit about uh, the Equal Opportunity Program and what, what differs um, now that it's MEO. If, if at all. Okay. So the Equal Opportunity Program is a commander's program. However, uh, the MEO personnel is here to assist the commanders to formulate uh, a comprehensive effort to maximize human potential, uh, ensure fair treatment for all soldiers is based solely on, you know, merit, performance, and potential. 
Okay. And what, what does that mean? If you were to explain that, maybe take it out it, of military terms. How would you- to make sure everyone is treated equally. Because at the end of the day, I'm pretty sure that's the intent. You know, so no one is better than the next person based off of their background, what color they are, what religion they are. You understand what I'm saying? Definitely. So, so how do we how do we achieve that goal then? How do you help um, 19th ESC achieve that goal? We achieve that goal by encouraging everyone to be on the same playing field. Um, that's why we, what I think makes the army so unique, is because we have personnel from all walks of life, uh, and we bring different perspectives to the table which makes us what a better army. Definitely. Yeah. And, um, so there's been some changes recently and you mentioned the new, the update to the, um, the policy. Um, you were telling me before that one of the things that's kind of in the past is like the, the monthly months of emphasis. Yes. The monthly observances, um, for the meal team, we have one, uh, observance that we are responsible for, um, and it's the Army Heritage Month, which is in June, uh, same month as the Army's birthday. However, that's not saying that unit commanders cannot host the monthly events, observances, right? But the takeaway from this is if they do one observance, just need to make sure that they do all of them. So you're either all in or you don't do any. Correct. And before, though, everyone was required to do? So beforehand, um, we would receive the tasking from 8th Army, and we would um, task out the units in uh, Area 4, which observance each unit will be responsible for. But as of right now, that's no longer the case. Um, We just have that one that we are responsible for. So EO, EO is responsible for Army Heritage Month. Correct. So today we actually was supposed to have an IPR. Um, and what we did was the intent was to meet up with the EOLs from Area 4. So everyone would have um, a buy-in, uh, have a, a voice as to what events we want to put on. And the intent um, for the event in June is to have an event at Camp Walker, as well as one in Camp Carroll. And so what do you tell, what would you tell a, uh, a commander who wants to do the monthly observances, like wants to observe Black History Month, um, Native American? Just remember that we are an inclusive program. We don't want to exclude anyone. So if you're going to do one, like I said before, just ensure that you're doing all of them. Okay. And so tell me a little bit about, um, are there any misconceptions maybe about being a Mio? Yes, there are quite a few, but the one that's, um, that I've heard is, uh, whenever there's something about EEO, right, which is for the civilians, they automatically assume that it's for the EO. We are for green suitors and family members. Um, Another one is a lot of soldiers uh, assume that it is a quick process if you want to file a complaint. It, that's far from the truth. Uh, with the new updates to the regulation, um, 
the process is 60 days. And if there's an extension, there's another 30 days. So we just have to be patient and allow the process to work. And you also help with the command climate survey, right? That is correct. Um, And that's another thing that the equal opportunity leaders can assist with just advertising, you know, um, making the soldiers aware that, hey, uh, our commander's uh, survey is coming up. We would like feedback to ensure that we're letting the commander know uh, what's going right, what's going wrong with the unit so we can make this a better organization. And so we've all... Most soldiers, you know, they've they've gotten an email about, you know, command climate survey or gone to um, like a, maybe a group setting where there's a, a command climate survey. Um, what, what's what's the importance of everyone getting involved with that? So if I'm hearing you correctly, are you talking about focus groups or actual command well, climate? Let's let's talk maybe the difference between those. OK, so. With the command climate assessment, the units have to have at least 16 personnel to actually complete the survey. Now, we do have some smaller units, um, whereas they don't meet that criteria. They don't get uh, 16 personnel to complete the survey. So that's where we go in and we, um, with the okay from the commander, of course, that we um, facilitate focus groups. And what that is, is the same thing. It's just we're pulling the same data that the commander is requesting from the DOX, but they just didn't get it from the soldiers from that command climate assessment. Um, Another thing is the command climate assessment is not mandatory. However, it is strongly encouraged. This is your unit. You you should always want to make it a better place. So it's, it's not a... Uh, uh, force action. They should want to make sure their unit is top notch, you know. Um, so in what better way to provide your commander that information because they are only one person. They can't be everywhere all the time. So could you talk about a positive change that you've seen um, during your time as a, as a MEO, maybe that you've helped contribute to the, the culture? Yes. Um, When I first got here, there was a lot of uh, conflicts between different ranks. And for the most part, what I saw was the root of the problem was a breakdown in communication. And although we try to emphasize the use of of resolving conflicts at the lowest level, Um, with EO, uh, the lowest level could be mediation as opposed to going the route of doing informal complaints or actual formal complaints. And the mediation is just three personnel sitting down, allowing one person to talk, get their grievances out, and allow the second person to listen and respond. And... Out of all the mediations, that's basically what it was, a misunderstanding. And so in those situations, you act kind of like a a middle person? I was. I was a mediator, and I loved every minute of it because that's a great thing to see two people that have an issue 
resolve it right there in front of you. And so what would you tell, um, what would you tell a leader something to take out of those meetings? Like, so that it doesn't have to come to, um, the Mio being involved in it. Is there like kind of a common denominator in those miscommunications? I think a lot of times it's <clears throat> sometimes people listen to respond as opposed to listen to understand. And I think if we utilize that concept of listening to understand what that individual is saying, you know, it'll go a long way, you know. And so you do, you're also involved in the EOLC, the Equal Opportunity Leadership Course. Is that what it's? Close. Leaders course, yes. And you were recommending that I go to it. Of course. um, So what would... What do soldiers get out of that? What okay, they get a basic understanding um, of the EOLC. Um, so it's offered to E5 promotables all the way up to first lieutenants. And I think those are those, um, those are some very great ranks to where they're starting off in their leadership roles. So if they get the basic understanding of what's right, what's wrong, what's acceptable, what's not acceptable, I'm pretty sure they can spread that knowledge down to their junior soldiers. And it just spreads like wildfire. Uh, Knowledge is power. Um, You don't know, you don't know. You don't know what you don't know. But if service members were to attend that course, they would very much enjoy it. Um, Our actual, we have a course running uh, from 23 February until uh, 3 March. We have two more courses but this fiscal year, um, we have one in April, one to nine April, and our last one for this fiscal year will be from eight July to sixteen July. So definitely get your packet in. And um, so you mentioned solving problems at the the lowest level, the mm-hmm. mediating. But of course, there's always going to be those problems that need your attention to escalate it to build to build a case. Is that yeah? So with that is we're only the middle person. We do intakes, and once that's done, once we do the intake, we push that off to um, the respective unit commander of that complainant, and they process it from there by appointing an I.O., and then the the process starts from there. And so it's obviously, it's, it's not like sharp where you can have, can you have a restricted report or unrestricted? It's, it's just formal and informal. Um, but however, with the new updates, um, previously, um, an informal complaint could be uh, taken by uh, EOL. Uh, however, with the new updates, uh, informal complaints or process the same as formal complaints. Um, and if uh, individual who wishes to pursue uh, a complaint and they come to see either the MEO or the commander, then it's tracked into our database and it goes into a report that we submit up to 8th Army. And so an investigating officer, that would be someone from outside the unit? It, it depends on the commander, who they uh, decide is going to facilitate that investigation and that's driven based off of the rank also so okay but so any complaint within 19th ESC would come to you first and so, so 
If the soldier wishes to come to us to file a complaint, it starts with us. Correct. And then it goes up to the, the unit. And right now, when you say us, it's, is it just you or are there other soldiers? Okay, so there's three, four personnel in our office. We have a Katusa, PFC Lee. We have the Garrison EOA, who is Sergeant First Class Rivera. And we have Sergeant First Class Negron and myself for the 19th. Um, Sergeant First Class Rivera, I mean, Negron also is uh, working for MSCK as well. And you're all located? We're, well, we're located 1650 uh, across from Navy Federal in the DMC building, uh, second floor, room 240. You're on Camp Henry? Yes, we are. Okay. And so if and if someone wanted to get a hold of you other than coming to your office, if, they, if they're like on Camp Carroll? Um, what's so we have flyers everywhere, all up and through Area 4. But if they need to get in touch with us, they can call us at um, DSN 763-4232 or 763-4040. Okay. And what would you say, let's, uh, you, you mentioned, you know, you, you were, you were spent a long time as a 42 Alpha and then you became a Mio. Uh, what would you say to a soldier who was interested in becoming a Mio or wanted to maybe thinks it might, they might be a good candidate for it? I think they should definitely go for it because at the end of the day, I did this to become a change agent. I want to see change. I want to see us move forward in the right direction. So if that's their mindset, they want to bring about change, then definitely start with EOLC and work your way up. Okay, excellent. And um, so I, unfortunately, you're, you're not going to be with us too much longer here in Korea, but could you tell me, what was one of your, your favorite memories about being here in in, AF, in Area 4? The observances. Um, I was a Mio in my previous unit. I was, a, I was a solo Mio, and they were pretty good, but it's like when you come to a different place, you have different ideas, and I just really enjoyed the observances here. Uh, they were very intriguing, interesting. Um, the soldiers definitely uh, were creative here. You know, so that was one of the things I enjoyed about being here. One other thing, I'm sorry, I forgot to let you all know that we also have anonymous drop boxes um, located at Camp Carroll, Camp Walker, as well as Camp Henry. So right there for those soldiers who can't get up and come to Camp Henry to see us, we also have those anonymous drop boxes and we have a QC code where soldiers can also just scan it with their phones and it connects them to a page for USFK, and they can fill out uh, an anonymous complaint online. So, Sounds good. Technology. That is <laughs> Helping best. It. All right. Well, thanks again, Sergeant White, for coming by the 19th ESC Every Soldier Counts podcast. Until next time, I am Staff Sergeant Adam Ross, reminding you that every soldier counts. And thanks to Master Sergeant White for stopping by, and thanks for listening to the 19th ESC Every Soldier Counts podcast. If you haven't already subscribed to our podcast yet, please do that on the Apple Podcasts app or Spotify so you won't miss an episode. We'll talk to you next time right here on the Every Soldier Counts podcast. Every Soldier Counts.